is Jazz Shapers with Elliot Moss on Jazz FM. Listen in colour. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. Good morning. This is Jazz Shapers. I'm Elliot Moss. Thank you very much for joining. Jazz Shapers is the place where you can hear the very best of the people who are shaping the world of jazz, blues and soul, and brilliant they are too. And right alongside them, we put somebody who's shaping the world of business. We call them business shapers. I'm sure you've met a few of them along the way. Today you're going to meet a lovely man called Guka Tavberitsi, and I hope I've said that properly. He's Georgian, though he's been in the UK a long time. He's the founder of Savze. And I hope I've said that right as well. Savze is the uh, the new kid on the block in terms of cold press smoothies. And it's made a bit of an impact. You're going to be hearing all <clears> about that very shortly. In addition to hearing from uh, Guka, you'll be hearing from our program partners at Mishkondorea. Some words of advice for your business. Guka Tavberitse is my business shaper. He's the founder of Savze. I've got all these words. You're making it difficult, Guka. You haven't said a word yet. And you're, all these words I've got to get my head around. It's, it's lovely to meet you. Thank you for coming in. It, it is an absolute pleasure to be here. Thanks so much. Now, you make cold-pressed smoothies for a living. Yes. Why? Because I was tired of watching the giants of the industry brainwashing consumers that their smoothies were healthy, and they were not. And I wanted to do something about that. Uh, Before 2013, before we launched, um, you could not go into any of the retailers or coffee shops and so on and buy healthy and delicious and nutritious smoothies that were cold-pressed and raw. And now, thanks to everything that we have done and thanks to us leading the way, you are able to. And just to be clear, cold-pressed means what exactly? Well, everybody wants a raw product, something that you make in your kitchen, right? The trouble with that is is the convenience factor. It takes a lot of time, effort, it's messy, and plus when you create something, it hasn't got much of a shelf life, so you cannot keep it for the next few days and so on. So this is basically a healthy way of making a product by using a certain technology which enables it to be pressed at a super cold temperature is that is it basically absolutely that? but to understand the term itself um, cold pressed cold pressed is the is how you actually prepare the ingredients okay how you preserve them is a whole different matter so the different types of preservations well in the past where it, well in the past and currently is pasteurization it's something you use to cook and kill the bacteria to then be able to give the product shelf life and I felt, you know, I wanted a raw product. And I'm sure, I, and I thought there must be other consumers out there who also want a raw product and has something that hasn't been cooked. Mm. And there wasn't nothing out there that could do that. And then I came across something which is called HPP, high pressure processing. Now, this is like, I feel like I'm in a chemistry class. So we're going to jump <laughs> from chemistry to uh, to a bit of biology and, and, a, and a bit of nomenclature as well, a bit of naming thing. Tell me about Savze. What does it mean? It's Georgian because you are Georgian. You came across, and we'll talk about this a bit later, from Georgia when you were seven. Um, but Savze means exactly what? Savse itself uh, means crammed, so um, our product is crammed full of goodness, so I felt it was really appropriate name to call it uh, Savse, gave the brand authenticity, but also it means something, and uh, uh, when launching, uh, my main concern was that I wouldn't have uh, much of a marketing budget, and when consumers... uh, out shopping and identifying new products and so on. I wanted the sense of mystery around the brand and for consumers to be able to pick it up uh, purely because they're used to all the other traditional products that are already on the market. 
and I wanted them to pick up something different and having a different name which South said not many would understand what it would be I felt more people would be able to pick it up and once they pick it up I felt more would be able to buy it and once they bought it I felt that was the main thing because once you've tasted a product and felt how raw and nutritious it is I felt more people will be coming back to it and that was the case hence the reason why we grew as quickly as we did from the beginning I wouldn't say name had too much to do with it but at the beginning it was a key an important part and we're going to find part. we're going to find out much more about how that rapid journey has happened how you've been so successful shortly and also I want to delve into your um, your family because your family have had a big part in influencing where you've gone with uh, sure. with your career much more coming up from my business show but that's Gukatav Baretse I'm with Gukatav Baretse and he is the founder of Savze and Savze is a cold pressed smoothie and they've been doing rather well even though you only launched the business about four years ago now i would like though to find out um why smoothies and what i understand from the research is that your mum would make uh, smoothies for the family is that right is it as simple as that yes um growing up uh, me and my sisters um, we always had uh, a lot of fruit and veg at home and she would experiment in those days blenders weren't available so she was juicing and she was juicing quite frequently for us so we grew up drinking these nutritious uh, juices um, and the great thing was we weren't aware that we were drinking vegetables so uh, it was a great way for her to sneak those mm. powerhouse veg in without us knowing what it was and we were happy to drink them and it was delicious and nutritious at the times. Now, you moved across from Georgia uh, with the family when yes. you were seven, um, mum and dad, and how many sisters do you have? I've got two sisters. Two sisters, fine. And obviously your mum's making the, these lovely things. Um, tell me a, b- a bit, you, you moved over as a family, but things shifted, and often people are defined by what happens in their lives. You know, I meet a lot of entrepreneurs, and there's always a strong thread of a relationship with a mum or a dad in some way and people always talk and I and I meet lots of people whose mums had a big influence and lots of people whose dads did tell me a little bit about the the, the family dynamic because I, I believe that uh, you came over as a family but in fact your father kind of left quite soon afterwards tell me a little bit about how that might have impacted you and why you're sitting here today being a successful entrepreneur um yes uh, when we came over my dad literally I uh, was seven my dad literally uh, left um, year within of us moving to UK we were living in extreme wealth and comfort at the time my dad was really really wealthy and um he left he broke up as a lot of parents do but when he broke up he literally took everything and me and my mother and my sisters were left in, in literally in extreme poverty. So having all the comfort and all the things that uh, we enjoyed and had uh, to literally nothing to the point where I was embarrassed to even go to school with the type of clothes that I would be wearing or even in extreme places like in the winter, I, w- I would be taking my jacket off before I even got to the school so people didn't see what I was wearing. Mm. But it's not really... I guess um, it's not where you're from or what faith or religion or what color you are that determines who you become as a person. It's who you want to be and what you're willing to do uh, to get to where you actually want to be. None of that has ever happened to me in the past. I'll ever use it as an excuse or I ever talk about it as I'm sobbing or crying about it. I talk about it as in 
it's not what where you're from, where you can could lead or determine where you get to. It's mm. uh, what do you want to become and what you're willing to do to become. And were you super clear then from a young age that you needed to be tough, that you needed to do things for yourself because you'd seen stuff change for you? Is that what it was? Well, no. At a young age, you're just a kid, and all of that happening is not easy. And I grew up thinking life was as such. Um, I wanted the nicer things in life. I wanted the nice houses. I wanted the nice cars. And like you do as any kid. But I, I got to the point where I didn't believe any of that was possible. I believe that certain people are born into certain families and certain uh, you know, wealth. And they have certain extreme great jobs or um, situations or opportunities because of the families and I didn't have that and at the time I was very lost and got to the point where even at university I was very lost um, I dropped out and then uh, at 2021 that's when life really hit I got uh, you know what was I going to do I, I didn't have another penny to rub onto another to make three um, I, I just had no no idea what I wanted to get out of life I wanted the good things but I didn't know it was possible but the reality is that you know everything that we see touch or feel or see all these great companies or all these innovators or all these people who are succeeding not everybody has had the breaks in life they've all mm -hmm. had to work for it and more people uh, and even myself I had, I had to understand that look you can pretty much do and want and be anything that you want to be and you can impact the world mm -hmm. you just have to believe in yourself and do things for the right reasons. And we're going to pause it right there, and we're going to find out what you did next and how you actually ended up setting up um, the Savse business. Much more coming up from my fascinating guest, that's Guka Tabberitsi, in a couple of minutes. And before that, some words of wisdom from our programme partners for your business, and they are the people from Mishkon Dereya. Hi, my name is Andrew Goldstone, and I'm a partner in the tax group at Mishkon Dereya. A lot of entrepreneurs ask me in all this debate about tax avoidance, is there actually anything out there that will help me or my business? Well, the answer is yes. There are loads of entirely legitimate tax reliefs just waiting to be used. Tax reliefs which the government specifically introduced to encourage entrepreneurs and those who invest in them. Take the Enterprise Investment Scheme and its baby brother, Seed EIS. Both offer really generous tax reliefs for business angels. And if you're an entrepreneur hoping to raise money from the angel community, you absolutely have to structure your business so that your potential investors can get the relief. Because if you don't, they'll go elsewhere. Then there's the EMI scheme, a very tax-efficient employee share scheme aimed at attracting and keeping your best staff. And we have Entrepreneurs Relief, which can offer you a reduced 10% capital gains tax rate when you eventually sell your business. But there are conditions, and you do need to plan ahead. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal. This is Jazz Shapers, and I'm Elliot Moss. Every Saturday I speak to someone who's shaping the world of business. I've spoken to many hundreds of brilliant people shaping the world of business over the years. Um, if you would like to go and listen to a few, then you can go to iTunes, put in the words Jazz and Shapers. For the next week, you can listen to uh, my shaper today, Guka, on catchup at jazzfm.com. Or any time, if you are so lucky as to have one, you can ask Alexa. 
play me jazz shapers. And it will. It's brilliant. It's so clever. Guka Tavaritz is my super clever business shaper today. And he's the founder of Savze. And Savze are the smoothie, uh, cold press smoothie people. And they have come from nowhere to become one of uh, the leading uh, smoothie brands in the country. Help me understand this, Guka. You were talking before about, you know, your childhood and very openly too. And you got to that sense of feeling lost and you dropped out of university. How did that person then move from there to setting up a business? And even before the success thing, how did you even know where to start and who to talk to? When I dropped out of university at that point, I had no idea. I went for a job interview after job interview. I think it was over 40 job interviews, even places like Next were rejecting me as a sales assistant. It was embarrassing. Um, and it didn't look like I was anything was going to happen. Out of nowhere, um, I got a sales position um, at a pharmaceutical company. And one thing that was I was really curious about was why was one person selling uh, same product, earning more than the others in the same time that they were working on the same product. And uh, I remember going to the person who was doing really well and uh, asking him in terms of you know what it is it is that you're doing that's really setting you apart from everybody else and. What he said to me was, I read a lot of books. And at that time, I did not like reading books. Um, a few months later, I wasn't doing as well as I could have. And uh, I was walking past in Kings Road Waterstones. And I remember to this day uh, walking in there. And I walked into the business section and I saw all these business books. And my eyes literally lit up. It was like one of those moments where it was meant to happen. Where all these books from Anthony Robbins to Brian Tracy to... Um, many, many others that uh, you know shape and change the way you think about certain things. You go from the negativity of, of poor me and poor that to thinking completely different. I was talking different. I was more energetic. I was more positive. I wanted to, to do more and I felt like anything was possible and my outlook changed. My uh, What I was earning changed I was becoming by day more successful, and instead of going out, um, you know, as a lot of young uh, individuals do, uh, drinking and partying and so on. What I did was I almost locked myself into self-study. I wanted to learn more about how people became successful. I wanted to learn more about what made companies great. What, how did they become companies in the first place? How did they start? How did they become good? And how did they go from being good to great? And uh, yeah, uh, after a few years of uh, working for somebody else, um, got to the point where I didn't want to work for anybody else anymore. I wanted to have a company of my own. I wanted to start something out of nothing and turn it into something magnificent. We're going to hold it right there because I want to hear just how magnificent you became in a moment. Guka Tabritsi is my business shaper today, founder of Savze Smoothies. Smoothies. Yes, and you say it with a nice, you can say it much better than I can, obviously. We were talking about your journey um, yes. from from you get your job, you start reading, you sell you as you said you almost locked yourself in uh, a room and just learnt over a period of years what it would take for, to make a company to create a company. Just I think that's me, that's important. But but tell me about then what happened because I want to know how you actually got to Savze. I I believe you had some savings. Uh, I believe you had the recipes from your mum. But then what? How did you go from this? I this, didn't have any of that so, at that point. I did have some savings because over the years I was understanding. See, um, 
there's a lot of people that you can speak to and say, look, do you have goals? And they'll say yes. And where are they? Well, they're in my head. Well, that's not the right thing. If you have goals, you got to put it on paper and you got to pursue it with everything that you've got. I had goals. And over the years, even at the beginning, I had these crazy goals that I wanted to have my own company. Well, how do you have your own company? It takes money. So I was saving quite a lot. Um, whilst still working for somebody else, I had no idea what I actually wanted to do or what this magnificent company was going to be. The only thing I knew was that I wasn't wanting to work for anybody else. I wanted to start something of my own. So one day out of nowhere, around 2011, I just quit. Just cold, just like that. Without knowing exactly what I was going to I just wanted to have that fear. I knew that if I had stayed, I would have been working there for a very long time. Uh, and how old were you at the time, Guka? Um, I think think Seven around uh, 25, 26. Okay. So you quit and ha- from, <laughs> from quitting to creating this business, just give me the two or three key things that happened re- re- really briefly. Uh, for six months, couldn't find anything. Uh, a lot of regret and all of a sudden I felt like, oh my God, I gave up this incredible job and I've got nothing in pipeline. Um, I was looking at doing all sorts of different exports from Georgia to England. But the the key thing was I wasn't passionate about exporting somebody else. Again, it came down to I wanted to start something of my own and grow it out of nothing instead of working on somebody else's. So one day I come into, I fly back to London um, in my mom's kitchen and she's making these incredible smoothies i'm really down thinking oh my god what am i going to do next and i'm tasting these incredible smoothies and i'm thinking and ask myself the question you know this is delicious this is so nutritious i love this i miss this how do i get my hands on my mother's smoothies without having to see her on daily basis and that was the incredible thing that I genuinely couldn't. I couldn't go into any of the retailers. I mean, today you go to whether it's any coffee shop or any supermarket and you see these delicious cold press smoothies. But back then, around 2011, you couldn't. And then, okay, so you've got this now. Now we're in 2013, you launch your business. You have to think about manufacturing. You have to think about uh, supply chain stuff, your yes. ingredients. You have to think about you've got a team. How does it how did you create that at the beginning? That's the bit I'm, I'm just interested in before we sure. hear some, uh, some more music. So I, I, I'm sitting there in my mother's kitchen. I've, I've got this great idea um, that you know there's definitely a gap in the market. The key thing is, well, how do I take what my mother has in her kitchen, those key powerhouse vegetable and fruits, and put them together and bottle it up and put it on the shop floors in the retailers or in the coffee shops without compromising on quality, nutrition, and taste. I had no idea. How do you preserve the product? What, where is the factory? Where do you get the labels from? Any of that. I was completely raw as an individual as well as the juice itself. The only thing that I did know was that the way the other smoothies were made on the market weren't as healthy as they were perceiving themselves to be through marketing and through other forms. And I wanted to do something about that. I wanted to give consumers in UK and around the world the freshest smoothies possible. And just to be clear now, how many people work in the business? 26. And your turnover is a £10 million plus business. And you're in how many? You're in Waitrose? Uh, Uh, We're pretty much in all the retailers. Not bad, eh? From the little idea back in 2011. Um, final chat will be coming up with Guka Tabberitsi. My uh, business shape today has been Guka Tabberitsi. We're still with him. And um, I feel like we could spend three hours talking about all sorts of stuff and about where you've come from and, and how you've done what you've done. You've now got this 
proper business, as you said. There's 26 people in it. You're you're well distributed. Are can you quite believe that you've done it? As you look back to that guy when he was a young kid, uh, ashamed, if you like, to to wear the jacket, or you know, felt embarrassed at the, the gates, all the way through to dropping out of uni and feeling lost. You move on, and there's a period of time where you just quit. And you've, you've, you've educated yourself before that. I mean, we're talking about lots of different versions of you yeah. here. Now, you're a successful entrepreneur. Does it? Do you pinch yourself? I do. I, I do literally every day. But I also love every day all the disappointments, even all the obstacles, the challenges. There's a message in every one of them. But the key thing that I always talk about that is that, you know, when you talk about long-term success and how can something can become successful, I always talk about the fact that, um, your chance for long-term success is only as strong as your reasons for wanting to start in the first place. And mine wasn't about money and earning millions and so on. It was never a consideration or a factor. My main only thing, reason for wanting to start in the first place, was giving the consumers the best possible product that wasn't already out there. And that was really important to me, to give the consumers the best possible products. And uh, when I was told that the way I wanted to make it, the way my mother was making it in a kitchen raw and as natural and as fresh as possible wasn't possible and I had to compromise on the ingredients and only pasteurization was possible I absolutely refused to compromise I refused to compromise because I wanted to do things the right way if something was going to have the longevity and this was going to become a global brand then I knew I had to be innovative and I had to keep going despite the challenges despite the obstacles despite what people said mm. and find the right way of making it and when I came across HPP and Cottle Press I was literally blown away. Uh, it strikes me, Guka, that you love a challenge. It strikes me that you thrive on it. Um, if you were finding this too easy, do you think you wouldn't be doing it? Is there something in the fact that it's difficult? Have you are you drawn to the difficulties that you're that, that, that are all around an entrepreneur's life? Um, I'm drawn to the fact that. Uh, Yes, challenge is a massive part of it. I, I enjoy and I thrive off challenges, but I also thrive off the fact that we've got the best possible products in the market. And yes, we have giant competitors, but without Goliath, they would be just David as well. So I, I thrive on the fact that, you know, one day that this is going to be huge as well. I have no doubt it will be huge, Guka, because you are a pretty tenacious person, uh, to say the least. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you for your time. Jazz Shapers on Jazz FM. In partnership with Mishkondorea. It's business, but it's personal.